Tammy Grimes. Today we have a tale for you of blackmail and evil. Of a decent man living under the shadow of the crimes of a mass murderer. The Bible admonishes us to revere and love our fathers. But in our story, it is impossible for the son to do so. The bloody connotation of the name he bears makes a heavy weight on his back that he feels can never be removed. The Holy Testament warns us that the sins of the father are visited upon the son. Richard Walters discovers the truth of these ancient words. Hello, Walter. Who is that? You know me, Walter. For a long time. No, I don't know you. I'm too busy. No, 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 don't hang up. It is better you make conversation with me. Better for you. I'll give you ten seconds. I do it quicker than ten seconds. Walter, Mad Dog is living. Oh, good Lord. drama, Funeral Without a Corpse, was written especially for Mystery Theatre by Sidney Sloan and stars Norman Rose. I'll be back in a moment with Act One. Richard Walters was in an excellent mood when he entered his apartment that chilly winter afternoon. There was a pleasant wood fire burning, and Pauline was waiting for him with a cool drink. Seeing his attractive wife standing there, smiling at him, he thought that fortune had been very good to him. He was a successful lawyer and was now serving his city as district attorney. His political party had spoken to him about running for governor. His future looked bright. Darling, right on time. Your secretary called and said you'd be home early. Yes, she told me you'd called and said that it was important. What's the secret? No secret, Richard. You know we've had this dinner date for weeks. It's for you. You are going to be tapped on the shoulder and told that they want you to run for governor. Oh, that. <laughs> so you know about tonight. Mm-hmm. I wanted to surprise you. That's why you're all done up, oh, huh? Richard, you're impossible. You know how important this is to your career, and you seem to treat it with such indifference. Not indifference. I'm very excited and trying not to show it. But I was wondering whether I should accept. Accept? Richard, it's an important step up for you, your career. I wanted to see how you felt about it. If you would rather I went back into private practice. And give up the chance of being governor? Oh, darling, after all these years, you must know me better than that. (laughs) You want to be the governor's lady, huh? Mm-hmm, and then on to higher things. The highest. Uh, no, dear, not that. I'd have to be a native-born American to get that high office. I don't see why. Well, in the Constitution, and I don't think that Congress is about to change it just to make you first lady, well, you'll just have to be satisfied with first lady of the state. Oh, uh, if you're first man, that will be good enough for me. Oh, Richard Walters for governor. <laughs> Well, you better get into your dinner jacket and black tie. Uh, don't rush me. Oh, Richard, a call came for you earlier. Well, our number is unlisted. Very few people know it. I'd be driven out of my mind with crank calls and people wanting favors. Well, it was someone who said that he is an old friend. He? Did he give his name? No, but he called you Walter. Mr. Walter, he said. With a V. 
Isn't that the German way of saying W? Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, well, he, he, he didn't leave his name? No, he said he would call back. Oh, maybe that's him calling back. Uh, Want to get it? Yes. Oh, uh, no, I, I, I better not. Pauline, uh, you answer it and say that I'm unavailable. But, darling... I do not want to talk to him. Richard! I said I don't want to speak to him, Pauline, and I meant it. And may I say, in conclusion, that I am most gratified by your confidence in me. You can be certain that I will not let you down. Even as governor, my city is still my city. Thank you. Yes? A man on the line, Mr. Walters, says he's an old friend. Didn't give his name. Said he wanted to surprise you. Look, I am busy with the Lombardi case, and I don't like surprises. Shall I tell him to call back? I don't care what you tell him. Tell him that I'm too busy to play games. Yes, sir. Uh, No, Mary. Uh, Mary, uh, put him on now. Hello, Walter. What? Who is that? You know me, Walter. For a long time. No, I don't know you, and I... No, no, no. Do not hang up. It is better if you make a conversation with me. Better for you. Is this some kind of practical joke? Look, I'm a busy man, and I have no time for this sort of nonsense. This is not nonsense, Walter. You would not see me, so I call some public phone. Better listen. I'll give you ten seconds. I do it quicker than ten seconds. Walter. Mad dog is living. Oh, good Lord. Richard, that you? Yes, dear. Well, your unlisted phone's been ringing all afternoon. Did you answer it? You told me not to. You look worried. Worried? Uh, Why should I be worried? I don't know, but you're fidgety. You didn't sleep very well last night. And take a look in the mirror. Your brow is all furrowed. (laughs) You sure worry about me, don't you? Yes, I do. You're very important to me. Pauline, after all these years... I love you, Richard, and I'm unhappy when you're unhappy. Now, come on, tell me what it is. Well, it's nothing. It's those telephone calls that you don't want to answer. Afraid to answer? Afraid? Yes, you're you're right. Afraid describes it very well. Well, Tell me. I can't. But maybe I can help. No one can help. It It has to be my secret. Forever? Is it something in your past? That I can tell you. It is something long past. Oh, I see. Oh, wait a minute. I don't think I like the sound of that. It's another woman, isn't it? What? Oh, Pauline. Someone you loved a long time ago? It's ridiculous. I'm not jealous, Richard. You are jealous. And I love you for it. It's very flattering. But you have nothing to worry about on that score. Then why can't you tell me? Because it's something that may change my entire life. Perhaps destroy it. Nothing can change my love for you. I wouldn't be too sure of that, Pauline. Aren't you going to answer it? I may as well. You 
has a nice big car, Walter. Expensive. It is not expensive and it is not my car. Belongs to the city. I have the use of it. For your position. You are important. The attorney, uh, how you say? District attorney. Yes, 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 yes. Important man. District attorney. Look, I don't believe that you wanted to see me so urgently merely to discuss my job. Why not? You are important. You inherit your ability from your... Stop it. Now say what you came to say and then get out. You talk to me that way? I who have known you since you are a child. You never knew me, Terhunk. You knew of me. And you knew of me. I have spent 40 years trying to forget you and what you stood for. And that was not important to you. Our ideals. Our goals. I loathed it. All of it. And your father. Don't speak of him. It is shameful for a son not to love his own father. From the time I was nine, I hated him. My hate was just a tiny speck compared to the mountain of hate he generated. This is sinful, father, son. Look, let's not go on with this. Why did you come? He is alive. And he sent me to you. You're lying. I went back and checked all the records. He and many other murderers escaped to Argentina when they saw that the war was lost. They should have caught him. Destroyed him as he did so many others. Do not say that. He is your father. No, not mine. I would do anything to erase the relationship. I cannot call him mine. He is alive and sick. And he needs you. The records show that he died in Buenos Aires five years ago. He did not die. He was in all the papers, pictures of his funeral. False. All false. The funeral without a corpse. Empty casket. For what reason? Reason. To save his life. They were getting closer every day. Thirty or more assassins to kill him. It was the only way. A brilliant idea. He thought of it. No, 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 no. Mad talk lives. I see. And now comes the big question. He is old. He is sick. You will help him. Will you not? No. I will not help him. Ah, that is bad. I must go back to him and say, your son hates you. He will not hold out his hand. Hold out my hand to that vicious murderer? Oh, I regret to think what he will say. And do What? You are an important man. You have changed your name. Nobody knows you are the son. His only son. He asks out of need. But you have no pity. People will say how bad it is for son to deny his father. Everyone will know you are his son. Well, you took a long time getting around to it, Terok made it very clear. This is blackmail. How much do you want? No, 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 no. I never ask for anything. It is for your father. No, no, no. I never ask for anything. Your father. Look, this is blackmail and I've got you cold. I could send you up for ten years. You mean to jail, to prison? You understand English very well. 
Everything you've said to me is recorded. I have a tape recorder in this car. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I understand. So, you have trapped me. Very good. You are a good policeman. But you don't want everyone to know how related you are to Walter Gunther. Do you, Walter? <laughs> That's why you have changed your name. Huh? You're not speaking. You're starting to think. You're going to be the next governor of the state. That is a very big, important position. And will people in this country vote for the son of Walter Gunther? Huh? You do not answer. Please do stop the car. I will let off. Thank you, son of Walter Gunther. It was a pleasant ride. You will hear from me. Richard, is that you? Yes, Pauline. Darling, you're so late. I called your office and they said that... That I went out and I didn't come back to the office. Where were you? Oh, uh, well, I was just driving around, driving... Have you had dinner? Irma, put your plate in the fridge. I can warm it up. No, thank you, dear. I, I'm not hungry. Glass of milk. Nice piece of chocolate cake. Irma made it for you. Your favorite. Well, thank Irma for me. Oh, I'm exhausted. What time is it? Nearly midnight. Ooh, I had no idea that I'd been out that late. Well, I um, think I'll have a shower and hit the hay. Richard... Something's bothering you. You know, Pauline, you're wonderful. You're always the first to notice. Can't you tell me? Can't you? I'm going to tell you. I must. Now? No. Not now. You see, I've... I've got to get my courage up first. Richard Walters had lived with the fear that his real name would be revealed. Now that he is faced with the imminent exposure of the fact that he is the son of a hated war criminal, he can't make up his mind what course to pursue. If he speaks out and tells the world that he is Walter Gunther's son, his career will end. If he keeps this hidden, there is only one thing he can do. Yield to the blackmailer. I'll be back shortly with that. Despite the fact that Richard Walters trusts Pauline, his wife, he cannot bring himself to tell even her his secret. He has held it to himself so long that it is an effort to let go to tell someone else the shame and unhappiness that secret has cost him. As for the rest, he is certain that he will be forced to give up all the constructive things he has done in his life and sink into oblivion. He sits in his office, still undecided. Richard Walter's office, may I help you? 
Oh, yes, Captain Gallagher. I'll connect you. Yes. Oh, Neil. What? Oh, yes, my unlisted phone. Thanks. Uh, what's the new number? Uh-huh. Well, you know the people who get that information. Please take care of it. Uh, let me have that number again. 555-8763. I got it, Neil. Thanks. Yes, Mary? I'm man to see you, Mr. Walters and Mr. Terhunk. Oh, yes, Mary. I've been expecting him. Is it the witness on the Lombardi case? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the Lombardi case. Mm-hmm. Well, then you want me to take down his statement? Uh, no, not right now. I'll want to go over it with him first. Yes, sir. I'll send him right in. Oh, oh come in. Come in, Mr. Terhunk. You've got your nerve barging in here. You know this would be very bad please, for me. Please, Walter. This is the only way I can reach you. I called up on your private number. It has been changed. I call your number of your house. Also changed. So how else can I discuss with you our important business? What do you want? Whatever it is, I'll try to give it to you. Tell me. Now you are being more cooperative. Is that not the right word? Yes. Yes, that's the right word. The right word is Davos. I will need them right away. How much? Very small. Not much. Now, you are a man with dollars. I am not. Look, look, I am not rich. I work for my money. How much? Five thousand. That is all. I do not ask unreasonable money. For your information, five thousand is a lot of money to buy. I am so sorry. I would not ask if I did not need. Well, it'll take me a little time to get it for you. Yes, yes, yes. It will take a little time. Uh, that is no matter. Well, I'm glad to see you're not expecting me to pull it out of my hat like a stage magician. <laughs> Very amusing. You will have the money for me at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, yes? He will be waiting. Nine o'clock tomorrow. In front of your bank, I will be waiting. First National Republic Bank. It opens at nine. You will be there when the door opens. And you will have some money for me in bills, small bills, ten dollars, twenty dollars, not larger. Is that clear, Walter? It's not going to be easy. Is that clear, Walter? Yes. Cold and clear, like a weather report. Good. I will meet you at nine tomorrow. You're not very talkative tonight, Richard. Hmm? What? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear what you said. I said you seemed to be lost in your thoughts. I spoke to you twice. You didn't answer. I, I'm sorry, Pauline. That thing is bothering you. Won't you tell me? Maybe I can help. I, I'll tell you, Pauline, when I can. Um, I'm considering dropping this whole political nomination. You mean for the governorship? You can't. You're the right man for the job. You're the best man. Well, I may not get it. Of course you'll get it by a landslide. Governor Messler admits he's facing a tough race with you as his opponent. Well, I may not run. I've just about made up my mind to tell Kimball to find another man. I really don't understand this at all. I'm afraid, Pauline. Oh, God, I've never been so unhappy, so... 
depressed in my life. It feels as if I were finished. Your car phone is ringing. I'll let it ring. It might be important. They'd never call you unless it was. Well, get it for me. It may be somebody that I, uh, I, I don't want to speak to. Hello? This is Matt Kimball. Oh, Mr. Kimball. I'll put Richard on. He's right beside me. Matt Kimball, Richard. Uh, hi, Mac. Uh, just talking about you a moment ago. Yeah, sorry to call you on your car phone. I know you reserved that for business calls. Oh, it's okay. I, I'm guessing it's important. It is, Dick. It is. Well, can you tell me? Well, I, uh, I'd better the phone. Uh, can you meet me someplace? Uh, my office? Oh, sure. Uh, Pauline and I were... Well, it's nothing important. Uh, what time? As soon as you can make it. Here, there's someone here I want you to meet. Who? Again, I've got to say, not over the phone. Well, okay. I'll see you in 15 minutes. Uh, Harrison. Yes, sir. Uh, you're dropping me at Mr. Kimball's office. Mrs. Walters is going on to the Garvey's. Yes, sir. What did Kimball want? Well, uh, something serious to discuss. Someone at his office he wants me to see. I have the faintest idea what it's all about. Haven't you, Richard? Haven't you? You're right. Lately, everything seems to be focused on one thought. You come in. Well, Dick, you made it uh, 12 minutes on the dot. Put me down as a prompt guy. Uh, shut the door, will you? Huh. Why all the cloak and dagger stuff, Kimball? Well, it's kind of confidential. I guess you noticed that there was no one in the outer office. Oh, yeah, your secretary was missing. I didn't want even her to hear what I'm going to tell you. Send her home early. I uh, want your opinion, and it must be strictly confidential. You're certainly making this into a mystery. I'll let you have it straight. As head of the committee to elect Richard Walters for governor of this sovereign state... Oh, no speeches, please. Uh, okay. We need money. Lots of it. Electing a candidate for an important office costs real dough. I realize three, maybe as much as four million. What do we have in the till at the moment? Nearly two. And we've worked hard to get promises for that much. Bottom of the barrel. Well, not quite. We have an unsolicited offer that'll make up what we need. From whom? See for yourself. He's here in the other room. You want to talk to him? I don't know. I've been around long enough to know that no one makes an offer like that out of the goodness of his heart. He wants something. What? He hasn't said. He wants to speak to you. No, Mac. No deal. I've never played politics, and I don't intend to start now with future promises for favors. Not even to be governor. Not even for that. Well, aren't you curious to know who it is? Mm, yes. And I'd like to warn him before he starts to talk that one hint of a deal and I'll go to work on him. Now let him come in. Yeah, sure. Just as you say. Come in. Yeah. Come in, Max. Max Kiro. Yes, Mr. Walters, Max Kiro. Tell him what I said, Kimball. He says it's no deal if you want something in return. I ain't asking for nothing. Didn't I tell you that, Kimball? Nothing? No favor? Nothing means nothing, Mr. Walters. I don't get it. You're willing to give a million dollars for no reason at all? I'm clean now. 
And you sent me up. I did my time. I got paroled in three years. And I thought it over when I was in stir. What was the point of it, huh? My two brothers I lost, my father dead. Body never found. And what for? For money. Dirty money, Max. We know all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty money. I didn't have nothing when I came out of the pen. I started fresh with a few bucks I got from the insurance of my father. Come on, you didn't come here to give me the sad story of your life, Mr. Max. Mr. Walters, I got the money to help you. I got a big sanitation business, a big laundry business, real estate. It's all clean money. Legitimate. You sure? Clean. Clean. I made it honest. Go ahead, get your CPAs to go over my books. I'm clean. Sure you didn't launder some of the dirty bucks in your laundry? That ain't funny. Look, I come here and make an offer of a million for Mr. Walter's run for governor. I mean it. Why? That is the big question. Because, because you did something for me. And I want to pay you back. Did something for you? I sent you up for seven years. I wanted to send you up for life, but I couldn't get enough evidence. And you want to help me? Mr. Walters, when I was in stir, I got to thinking. I knew I didn't want no more the kind of life I had. You know, I started to read in a prison library. <laughs> I never read a book before. It was an education. Okay, okay, cut it short, Max. It changed your life. It sure did. And it turned out good for me. You know, if I'd have kept up the old life, I'd have been dead. Like my brothers and my father. Mr. Walters, you did it for me. You know, this is the most amazing story that I have ever heard. Yeah? What do you say, Richard? Uh, well, I'm... I'm flattered. I, I don't know what to say. Look, give me a day or so to think it over. There are several reasons why we should not accept. And one very good reason why we should. Uh, thanks, Max, for your generous offer. We'll let you know. Richard? Yes, Pauline? I heard you get up about 30 minutes ago, and then I heard you pacing up and down. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. I went into the library and tried to read something to make me sleepy. You mean to take your mind off of what's bothering you? Yeah. I had one burden, and now I have two. I can't think of any way to rid myself of either of them. And now you've decided to tell me what they are? Well, I'm taking a big chance, Pauline. It may change everything between us. If you think that, you don't really know me. Well? Do you know the name Walter Gunter? Yes, he was a wanted war criminal. Had thousands put to death. Walter Gunter. And my father. Uh, yeah. I hated him. I hated my name. I ran away when I was 12. And you never told me that? I never told anyone. I was ashamed of it. I should be the son of a mad dog. I ran away. Away from my father and everything he believes in. How did you get here? I became one of the lost children in the hordes of children dislocated because of the war. I was picked up by a children's relief society. 
I ran away from the orphanage and got to the American sector. The war was over and the American military government had taken over. I hung around, running errands, doing menial jobs, making myself useful whenever I could. And it was there that I met my... my new father, Sergeant Richard Walters. Later I took his name. Pauline, he took a shine to me. And he asked me if I would like to go back to the States with him. He told me that he and his wife had never had any children. And, um... And that I would be his son. And he adopted you. And you never told me. Well, it was too painful for me to go into. Pauline, I, I meant to tell you one day. You know, they, they sent me to college and to law school. It was a big sacrifice for them. They, they didn't have much money. Whew. They were wonderful people, and I miss them. I remember just a few weeks after we were married, when word came that they were dead, killed in a car crash outside of Dayton. We flew out to Ohio for the funeral. Just a week before, they had written that they would like to come here and meet you. And I love them both very much. If the truth gets out that I'm the son of Walter Gunter, the mad dog murderer... Tell everyone the truth. Tell them what happened. No, no, it won't help. My career will be over. Richard, you can't go on this way. I'm being blackmailed, Pauline. Right now, I am being bled dry just so I can hold the secret. You mean that man, Terhunk? Yeah. Yes, I, I, I've given him quite a bit of money. He'll be making regular collections... And if you stop paying? Well, he'll spill the whole filthy story to the news media. And that'll be the end of Richard Walters. The election will be lost, and I'll be finished with everything. Well, then we'll go on paying him. We? Look, I am partner to this now. I've got a good deal of money that my father left me. I'll use it. Pay him. It may seem like a lot to you, Pauline, but it'll never be enough. enough. Then what can we do? There are only two things that can be done about a blackmailer. One, to go on paying and paying. And the other? I don't want to think about that. Richard has told Pauline that he doesn't want to think about the alternative to paying and paying his blackmail. But she knows what he means. He can see no light at the end of the long and gloomy tunnel. He knows he will continue to give Terhunk what he wants until there is no more to give. I'll be back shortly at Act 3. Two weeks later, and Richard hasn't given his campaign manager, Kimball, his answer regarding Max Kiro's wish to make a big contribution to the campaign fund. In Richard's opinion, it was dangerous and could lead to the sort of scandal that would kill his chances of being governor. Despite what Max says about not wanting anything in return, the danger of rumor that Richard Gunter had sold out to the underworld was too risky. Moreover, he still has to deal with Terhunk, and that is becoming more difficult. Yes, Mary? 
call for you, Mr. Walters and Mr. Terhunk. Oh, uh, put him... Put him on hold, Mary. Yes, sir. And I'll have Captain Gallagher put a find on him. You want to know where he's calling? That's what I mean. Uh, call me back as soon as Captain Gallagher... No, wait a minute. On second thought, Mary. Uh, cancel that. Cancel? Uh, yeah, I changed my mind. Is Terhunk still on hold? I'll take it. Yes? You are being, how do you say, jealous. Are you trying to make me annoyed? I do not like treatment of this nature. Oh, I'm sorry, Terhunk, but I was busy and I couldn't speak with you immediately. You will understand this, Walter, that I am most important. I will come first. Your other affairs will wait till I am complete. You want money again? Oh, you are surprised. If you not expected that I would need it, your father would need it? Yes, yes, 5,000 small bills. Nine o'clock. In front of the bank. I will be waiting. Oh, you are quick to learn. A good student. Only one thing is different this next time. You will have 10,000. Not five. Ten? Look, I don't know how much longer I can keep this up. You will keep it up because you love your father. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, nine o'clock. He speaks always of how much he loves you in his letters. It will be a total of 15,000. Only seven days since I gave you five. What are you doing with that money? Does my father need that much to live on? No. No, no. It is frankly. He does not need all that for himself. It goes to finance the organization. What is that? Don't you know? We are growing strong. Stronger. We will be coming back. We will take our country back and we will hold the world. As he wanted it. And all our enemies will be dead. Goodbye now, Walter. And your father thanks you. Your money is very important to our cause. Good Lord. What am I doing? Yes, Mr. Walters? Mary, uh, call for my car and tell them to bring it around right away. I'm going home early. Uh, I'll wait downstairs in front of the tobacco shop in the lobby. Yes, sir. And if I get any calls, just say that I'm out and cannot be reached. Hello, Mr. Wolf. What? Oh. Oh, it's you, Kiro. Yeah. Just going to uh, see up in your office. I got it on a grapevine that you was having a kind of a problem. Oh, I don't understand what you're talking about. And uh, I don't want to discuss it. Oh, come on, Mr. Wolf. Now, stop it, Max. I see my car out front. Look, I can help you. Call me at 555-8763. Well, thank you, Mr. K, for your good wishes. Hello? Mr. Walters, it's Max. Can you talk? Yeah. Yes, I'm alone. Go ahead. I said I could help you. How? You got a leech on your back. What? A bloodsucker. A leech. Yeah, what you're saying is that I am being blackmailed. Um, how do you know? I know, I know. I still got connections. I know. I want to do something about it. What? 
Get him off your back. And, uh, how would you accomplish that? What difference does it make? What do you have to know for? He wouldn't be bothering you no more. Max, you told me that you were clean, that you were straight. I am, and that's the truth. I know what you mean when you say you'll stop him, Max. Is that your idea of straight? It wouldn't be me. I wouldn't even know about it. You wouldn't know. The trouble would just stop. No, no, Max. It's not the way I think. Yeah. I, I, I get it. All right. What about my offer? The money? Well, I'm I'm seeing Kimball tonight. We're going to settle a lot of things. Thanks for your concern. I didn't give you anything yet. Your confidence, Max. I really appreciate it. Goodbye. Richard, I hate to bother you, but Mr. Kimball is here. Have him come in, Pauline. Well, hi there, Governor. Yeah. What's all the mystery? No mystery may be a revelation. Uh -huh. Can I get you a drink? Uh, sure, but uh, what's the occasion? Kimball, I'm going to tell you something that may change everything we planned. Change? Explode, blow up, demolish would be better words. Mac, I am not the man you think I am. My name is Walter Gunter. And that, Kimball, is the end of a long and sordid story. And the end of my political career. Well, now, now, just cool it, Dick. Okay, your old man was a war criminal, but you weren't. You hated him and everything he stood for. You ran away. You changed your name. But don't you see? I'm going to be running for governor. What do you think the opposition's going to do with that piece of information? Nah. Better write me off, man. Better get a new man before it's too late. Uh, you let the committee decide that, Dick. But... Uh, no buts. You're the best man. You're our man. <laughs> we are not letting you go too quickly. Now, what about your father in Argentina? He's dead. Been dead for five years. Then Terhunker, whatever his name is, was lying. I got a radiogram this afternoon. The authorities assure me that he died from a massive cerebral hemorrhage. They're sending me a copy of his death certificate. Ah, lying or not, the fact that your father is dead doesn't change matters. As far as blackmail is concerned, this Terhunk character is just as dangerous to your reputation as he was. You uh, think we can buy him off? Maybe a big piece of change would do it. No, no. He'll take anything we give him. Make promises which he'll never keep, and then come back for more. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's only half the problem. Max Kiro's donation seems the only way the committee can come up with enough money to finance the cost of electing me. How would it look? If a former public enemy came up with a big chunk of it. But Max is clean now. It wouldn't matter if he had angel wings and a halo. I can hear the opposition. I can see the headlines. Oh, well, forget, Max. I'm working on... A... Hey, what was that? It sounded like a gunshot. Came from the other room. It won't open. It's locked. Pauline's in there. Pauline! Pauline, are you all right? Pauline! Oh, oh Pauline. What, what is it? We heard a shot. Oh, Richard, what have I done? What have I done? Get the pistol out of her hand, Richard. Give it to me, Paulie. Here. here. I didn't want to use it. I just wanted to frighten him. Him? That terrible man. Ooh, terrible. Up there on the floor. Oh. Good Lord. Call a doctor, Richard. Yes, yes, a doctor. I asked him to come here. 
I said I would give him $50,000 if he would promise not to bother us anymore. Hello, Dr. Parkins. He agreed. Yes. Mr. Richard Walters has been an accident. But as soon as I yes, handed serious. him the money, he said thank oh, no, you. We've not even I'll examined. be back next Please week for another installment. He laughed. Well, good. Good. Uh, doctor's coming and an, and an ambulance, too. Now, look, Pauline, what happened? Please try to control yourself, darling. Richard, I shot him. It was an accident. I just wanted to scare him. She gave him money, and he laughed at her, and he said he'd be back for more. Money? To shut him up? I thought I could help you. I took it out of the money father left me. You knew that man wasn't to be trusted to keep his word. But I was desperate. I just wanted to help and you. And you took my gun. Just to scare him, Richard. And for protection. I, I, I pointed it at him. It went off. Well, Pauline, if, if you shot at him... You missed him. Missed him? Well, isn't he dead? Yes, he's dead all right. Probably the shot scared him. It looks like he died from heart failure. Hey, Richard. Kimball. It looks pretty good, Richard. Autopsy report is death from heart failure. Terhunk suffered from congenital heart disease. According to the medical experts, he could have popped off at any time for almost any cause or no cause at all. So there are no charges against Pauline. Oh, that's great news. No charges, Pauline. Oh, Richard. Uh, Kimball, I think now's the time for me to ask you to find another man. I certainly cannot run after all this. Will you please butt out of the committee's business? After all, you're just a candidate and we're going to get you elected. The voters will love you. And we're going to tell them that Max Kiro loves you, too, and is putting a million dollars into the campaign. And do you know why? You overwhelm me. Why? It's because you're a decent guy. And decent, honest men are hard to find these days. Goodbye, Governor. And uh, give my best to Annie Oakley. Kimball says that they still want me to run for governor. Uh, and he says to give his regards to Annie Oakley. Annie Oakley? Mm-hmm. A famous woman sharpshooter from the Old West. Oh, sharpshooter? Me? That's right. You couldn't hit the side of a barn with the door closed. But I love you. And 75 days later, when Richard Walters stood on the steps of the State House to take his oath of office... His smiling first lady, standing nearby with tears in the corner of her admiring eyes. He knew that it was worth all the problems and anguish. I'll be back shortly. If you'd like to take advantage of the current high interest rates in today's money market, but want your money available when you need it, take a moment now to call this toll-free number, 800-228-5000. Ask the operator to send you information on Dreyfus Liquid Assets. Find out just how much income growth you can get from one of the world's largest money market mutual funds. With Dreyfus Liquid Assets, you have the advantage of making withdrawals by phone or paying larger bills with free redemption checks and continue earning high yields compounded daily till your check clears. You can put money in or take it out anytime with never a sales charge or a penalty. But call now, 800-228-5000 for free information and a prospectus, including management fee, charges, and expenses. 800-228-5000. Study the prospectus carefully before you invest and learn how Dreyfus Liquid Assets can help you get the lion's share from today's high interest rates. 800-228-5000. Toll free, 800-228-5000. 
There was something very important that Richard Walters learned in his few long weeks of pressure and blackmail. It was the fact that nothing is so cleansing as exposure to sunlight. Once the truth is told, all the chains that bind a victim to the blackmailer dissolve, disappear. And Richard Walters can now look ahead with renewed strength to the job that faces him. Our cast included Norman Rose, Terry Keane, Bernard Grant, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Oh, look here. The drawer of my table. Why is it open? Excuse me. What are you picking up? My money box. It's been forced open. I had ten copies of my own money in it and stamps. Are, are, are they all there? Oh, yes. Oh, but look at the lock, all scratched. And look, everywhere. Everything thrown about, my linen basket. Oh, this isn't the way I folded my clothes. The bed is pulled apart. Oh, oh Mashenka, Mashenka, are, are, are you all right? I mean, can...